It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And thank you for making Lockdown Panthers your first listen. Always make Lockdown Hornets your second listen of the day. As you can see, I'm wearing my Hornets gear. They're playing the Hawks in the play-in tournament tonight. Now, this is Thursday's episode of the show, so maybe they won, maybe they lost. I don't know. Either way. Supporting the uh, hometown team here on the show today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and watch the show over on YouTube. Support me by doing that there. Closing in on 950 subscribers. Our goal is to get to 1,000 by next Monday. Let's go out there and do it. Thank you to everyone so far who has supported the show by watching on YouTube. Now, if you don't watch the show on YouTube, that's okay. If you prefer the regular traditional podcasting platforms, while well, you're in luck, we're all over those places. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Odyssey. We're on every single one of those platforms to so go check us out there. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate. Either at me at Julian Council on Twitter, DM me at Julian Council on Twitter, or you can leave a comment on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday show on YouTube from that week, and I'll answer your question on that Friday. Okay, as I told you, leading into the show, if you watched on YouTube, the Carolina Panthers are reportedly talking, reportedly talking to teams about potentially trading back from sixth overall. Mike Giardi of the NFL Network tweeted this out on Wednesday saying, important to note that per league sources, the Panthers have talked to numerous teams about moving back from six. They don't have another pick until 137 in the fourth round on Saturday. Picking a quarterback in the top 10 might be too much, but picking one in the mid first is more palatable and gets them more draft capital. And I think I speak for every Carolina Panthers fan out there who would agree with that sentiment that was placed there by Mike Girardi in his report. The Panthers moving back, getting more gap, draft capital, getting back in the day two, whether it's in the second or third round and allowing them more bites at the apple this upcoming draft makes a hell of a lot more sense than taking a player at six, whether it's a quarterback, a left tackle, an edge rusher, all of those, at least the edge rusher and the left tackle would seem like impact players from the start. None of the quarterbacks, considering what everyone out there is saying, that's either a scout, an executive, someone who's an NFL analyst, they're all saying that this is not a rich quarterback draft. And that none of the guys, Pickett, Willis, Corral, who we'll get into later on in the show, would have gone ahead of any of the five from last year. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and Justin Fields. Knowing that, why would the Carolina Panthers, Atlanta Falcons, or any other team take one of those guys in the top ten? Now, it might happen. There's still plenty 
of cinnamon out there around the league right now, two weeks away from the first round of the NFL draft down in Las Vegas, that a quarterback, maybe even two, will go in the top 10. And if you look at mock drafts, like the one that came out on Wednesday from, I believe, Mel Kiper Jr. put out yet another one, he has Carolina Panthers taking Malik Willis six overall. But the Panthers don't just need a quarterback. They need a left tackle. And it's one of those things where if you stay at six, it's going to be an either-or proposition. Now the team does feel comfortable moving forward, potentially with Brady Christensen being there at left tackle. But if you could find someone in the first round who had a first-round grade at that position, whether it's a Trevor Penning maybe later on in the middle part of that round, why would you not want to have that? Plus, potentially getting a quarterback there or getting quarterback in the mid-teens, like a Kenny Pickett, if that makes sense, or Malik Willis, opposed to getting them way too high and too rich for everyone's taste out there and then not getting another pick until pick 137 there in the fourth round. That makes all the sense in the world. We've talked about it multiple times this week, and we'll continue to talk about it as it's draft time, and there's not much else to say other than what might happen at six, what the Carolina Panthers can do to try and get back into day two of the draft, and this is one of the situations. So I'm happy to hear it, and I'm not surprised to hear it at all. Scott Fitter, the man who said he'd be in on every deal, he's going to take phone calls. He has probably been fielding phone calls and also has been reaching out to other teams who might be interested in moving up. Now, the problem is you have to have a willing team on the other end of the line that wants to move up in your draft position. Typically, you see that when there is a quarterback-rich draft. Last year, the Chicago Bears traded up. You saw San Francisco give up three first-rounders to trade up to number three overall to get Trey Lance. Typically, that's what's happened. The Bills traded up to get Josh Allen. The Chiefs traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. The Houston Texans traded up to get Deshaun Watson. Typically, unless you're just completely terrible, teams are trading up and finding a way to get their quarterback. And that might still happen. Maybe New Orleans wants to do that. There's already been speculation that they want to get ahead of Carolina. Maybe Pittsburgh doesn't want to just sit back there, I believe, at 20. Maybe they want to get up there and try and get Malik Willis, who's someone that they've been linked to going back to the Senior Bowl in January in Mobile, Alabama. But does this really feel like the draft that would happen? I don't know. There could possibly be another player, though, a team falls in love with. That's either a lineman or an edge rusher that they feel like can help them. It could be a safety like Kyle Hamilton that they want to get in there and they want to get that guy. It could be a corner like Sauce Gardner. Like they want that player. Just thinking about what's going on with their organization, that they might see someone in that top 10, top six slot that they need to go out there and get. And the only way to do it is to trade with Carolina. And hopefully, if Carolina does trade back, then they can still potentially get a quarterback if that's what they want to do or get their left tackle if that's what they want to do. We're still finding an edge rusher or whatever position they feel they value with that pick there in the first round. It's going based on what Scott Fitter did last year, trading back four times. It's hard to sit here and imagine a scenario where he does not find more opportunities in this draft by trading away assets. And the best asset and the best way to do that, as we all know, is to trade back from six. Talked about it yesterday. My preferred outcomes there with the six pick is either take a left tackle or trade back. Not really a particular order, but the one that makes the most sense to all of us, I would imagine, is probably, well, not not all of us, most of us, is probably trading back and trying to get back there in the second or third round in day two and having more opportunities to help build this roster, whether that's the Carolina Panthers bringing in a veteran quarterback down the road like a Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo or building around Sam Darnold, or, of course, taking a quarterback right there in the first round to exercise, have the ability to have that 50-year option down the road 
that could potentially be the future here in Carolina. So again, Mike Giardi of the NFL Network reporting that the Carolina Panthers have talked to numerous teams about moving back from six because they don't have a pick until 137 in the upcoming draft here in two weeks. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, back in the headlines once again on Wednesday, second week in a row where a quarterback, a disgruntled quarterback, I won't call Sam Darnold necessarily, not disgruntled, but a quarterback who is likely on the outs, and he certainly is on the outs, spoke to a podcast and let the people know how he feels, but weigh the pros and cons of a potential trade for Baker Mayfield as he's still kind of linked to the Carolina Panthers in what they might do here over the next two weeks before heading down to Las Vegas for the 2022 NFL Draft. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It's never a slow news day in the world of Baker Mayfield, the now Cleveland Browns quarterback who is on his way out there as Cleveland a couple weeks ago traded away multiple first round picks and other picks to bring in Deshaun Watson from Houston, who will now, of course, be their quarterback. They gave him a five year, $230 million guaranteed contract. Then also brought in Jacoby Brissett. I believe I want to say they brought in Joshua Dobbs this past weekend, moving Baker Mayfield in three weeks time from QB1 to QB4 and on his way to a podcasting couch as he talked about feeling disrespected by the Browns organization and was pretty much the news of the day on Wednesday in the NFL. Now, there was other big news as Derek Carr signed a three-year, $121 million extension to stay in Las Vegas. Good for Derek Carr to get your bag, get your money. Guy who's pretty underrated. Actually, I think he's a good quarterback. But uh, Baker Mayfield was on, uh, God, what was the, the – I don't even know what the hell it is, the YNK or whatever podcast. No clue what it was. I never heard it before. I'm sure they've never heard of me, but whatever. Never heard of the podcast, but he was on it. And it was a video, and there was a dog who was laying on the couch at Baker Mayfield looking as disinterested in Baker Mayfield as apparently the Carolina Panthers reportedly are in Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield is, when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, potentially coming here to Carolina. That being said... There will still be speculation over the next couple of weeks of whether Baker Mayfield will be traded prior to the draft. And conventional wisdom says there's only two teams out there that would make any sense where he could be a starter or at least have an opportunity to start. And that would be the Seattle Seahawks and, of course, your Carolina Panthers. But the quote that came out from the podcast, and there was a video out there, I'm sure you all saw it, saying, I feel disrespected 100% because I was told one thing and they completely did another. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. I've had four different head coaches in four years, a bunch of different coordinators, and yada, yada, yada. Baker Mayfield's not happy about how things panned out in Cleveland. And 
I know a lot of folks took that as an opportunity to uh, clown Baker Mayfield because folks think he's some people think he's immature and all that kind of stuff. Like the mentality Baker Mayfield has and being someone who was not recruited, was not given scholarships, play quarterback out of high school, had to walk on at Texas Tech, started from day one as a true freshman walk on and was awesome. Led him to a five and zero start, gets injured. Davis Webb takes starting job. Cliff Kingsbury chooses Webb over him. Baker says, screw this. Transfers out. Goes to Oklahoma where he walks on there, wins the starting job, leads him to the college football playoff that first year, started again in the next season, and then his third season got them back to the college football playoff, played in that epic Rose Bowl game against Georgia where they lost and also won the Heisman Trophy and ended up being the number one overall pick. He had to have a massive chip on his shoulder and a completely different mentality and mindset to go from being this under-recruited, really not recruited, undersized quarterback, to winning a Heisman Trophy and going to the playoffs twice and then being the number one overall pick and taking the Cleveland Browns, the Browns, who are garbage, one of the worst franchises of the last 20 years, if not the worst franchise of the last 20 years in the NFL. He took the freaking Browns to the playoffs. And a year after that, the Browns are like, we're done. We don't want to do this anymore. Let's bring in a guy who has 22 ongoing civil suits alleging sexual assault and misconduct when getting massages into Deshaun Watson, who football-wise is a better player. And I totally understand why the Browns wanted to upgrade by going out there and getting him. But the same way and reason why Matt Ryan felt upset, now completely different because Matt Ryan's been an MVP in this league. He's had way more success in post-Vic Falcons, the way he saved them. I understand why he would be frustrated by what happened with that. And I can also understand for Baker Mayfield, like, dude, I've been the only guy who's been any sort of consistency at the position for you over the last two decades. And now you want to get rid of me. And I'm, and I've heard that Baker Mayfield wears on folks and those whole mentality, the underdog thing, it works when you're winning, but when you're not winning like last year and you're playing terribly, like you did last year, albeit playing through a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder it's not great. So there's plenty of reservations here in Carolina. And the report last time I heard was Albert Breer on Rich Eisen show on Monday saying that the Panthers aren't interested in him. And a couple of weeks ago, there was a report from Aaron Wilson saying there's mutual disinterest between both parties, Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield. Now that could all change. And depending on what the Panthers want to do there with that six pick, if they want to trade back, that does not guarantee that they'll still get a quarterback. Because some of those quarterbacks go flying off the board. They might have not have an opportunity at all. And they might not want to trade back up and give up more assets that they just gave away in order to get their guy if they don't fall in love with any of these guys. But again, if they fall in love with somebody, which they've had, they talked to Kenny Pickett here on Wednesday, met with him once again, they are going to probably take one at six. But the best thing for the organization likely is to trade back, get back in the second round, which then could lead to a scenario where Baker Mayfield, if there's a possibility that they can get his salary down could be uh, the preferred option for the Panthers moving forward. So let's weigh the pros and cons of the Panthers potentially trading for Baker Mayfield. All right. Well, the pros, let's start off. Let's be positive first. Adds competition into quarterback room, something the Carolina Panthers have wanted to do throughout this offseason. Now, if they would have gotten Deshaun Watson, there would be no competition. He would obviously would have been the quarterback, but they want to find someone to put in his quarterback room to compete with Sam Darnold. That's the only thing they can possibly do at this point in time with all of the top options off the board and the other mid-tier options also gone or sitting out there on the sidelines currently like Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo who had shoulder surgery a couple weeks ago and that will likely keep him out past OTAs and mandatory minicamp, but he'll be ready to go by training camp. 
not the preferred scenario with a new offense bring, being brought in here by Ben McAdoo. You want him out there with the team. So he adds competition to the quarterback room, something that they want to do. Proven playoff caliber quarterback. Say whatever you want about Baker Mayfield. Win in 2020 with the Browns, when he was healthy, they were a playoff team. And they not only were a playoff team, they beat the brakes off of the Steelers, who were the last undefeated team. And they fell apart there. I think, what, losing five to six in that season in 2020. They beat the brakes off of them. Had Kansas City on the ropes when Patrick Mahomes went down with that concussion. It looked like the Browns were going to have an opportunity to play for a Super Bowl in Buffalo the next week. Now things fell apart. And then last season wasn't great going through the injuries, the whole OBJ spat, and then Odell going to L.A. and being awesome before he tore his ACL there in a the Super Bowl where he was had already made his impact in that game, but he's still proven. And Sam Darnold said that he proved that he could be a good quarterback. That's not true at all. Baker Mayfield has at least proved it on the field in Cleveland. Like he won in Cleveland, which is pretty similar to winning in New York with the Jets. Darnold couldn't do it. Now Baker had a running game with Nick Chubb, with um, Kareem Hunt, had Odell, he had Rashard Higgins, who's now here, had Juice Landry, Jarvis Landry, and he had a great offense line and a really good defense. So completely different situations, but still, he won in Cleveland, which no one has been able to do over the last two, de- two decades. He could also potentially be the long-term answer. He's still young, former number one overall pick in the same draft as Sam Darnold. Who's to say that he can't be what the Carolina Panthers wanted Darnold to be or hoped that Darnold could have been, or I guess possibly could still be, but I doubt that's ever going to happen. And likely, if they trade for him, comes relatively cheap this year. The Browns don't have much leverage at all. So maybe the Panthers have to give up much of an asset. And then the $18.858 million, which is the same salary that Sam Darnold's getting because the fifth-year option was exercised a year ago there in Cleveland for Baker Mayfield. Maybe Cleveland pays for the majority, the vast majority of that, and the Panthers don't have to add very much of that salary to the roster this season. So there's those are the pros to bringing Baker Mayfield in here. Cons, well, if he's unsuccessful – it could well if never mind. It's not not if he's well if he's unsuccessful. Then well that that's a problem. He does he does not guarantee that he'll be the long term answer here in Carolina. Two, they're also giving up more assets. It might not be a lot of assets, but it's still an asset that you rather not have to give up to bring in a quarterback. Um, personality. One of the big things I brought up before getting to this conversation, as far as the pros and cons, was how he wore on people in Cleveland and just on that same podcast on Wednesday, he was saying how we'd love to go to someone's cubicle. And just boo them. Well, Baker, if you want to do that, make sure to pay $100 to get in. And also make sure to pay for parking and pay for drinks and merchandise and all that kind of stuff. And then you can boo the fan. Or the, I guess, well, the fan who criticizes you. You can then go boo them at your cube. It's never great to go after the fan base. And this is not the first time he's done that, going after the fans. It a couple of months ago when the season was going on in Cleveland. Don't love that. I personally always love Baker and all in his mentality and all that kind of stuff. It works great in college. You, we eat that stuff up in the college game, but once you get to the NFL, then expectations change. And when you're the number one pick and you're supposed to be a franchise quarterback, they expect you to act a certain way. I think it's totally bogus that everyone wants it to be square hole or square peg, round hole, whatever the hell it is, or round round hole, square round peg, and you got to get on. There's only one way to act as a franchise quarterback. Because I heard plenty of people who would talk about, oh, Cam, I don't like how Cam Newton acts. Like, that's how I want my franchise quarterback to act. It's like, okay, cool. Sick, dude. Just just say it a little bit louder for all the people out there who can't tell what you're really trying to say. So I just think it's stupid that you have to have a certain personality. But still, might not fit the culture or whatever the hell Matt Rule is claiming to be building here in Carolina heading to year three. And 
clearly they're not very interested. Now, one thing, which I don't know how much of a con it necessarily is, because it would also be a solution. He could be wildly successful and end up being the long-term answer in Carolina and commanding a new contract. And it's kind of the similar thing with Sam Darnold as well. If he plays well this season, you got the quarterback position figured out. Now that's dependent upon whether they draft somebody, but in this scenario, I'd imagine that they don't bring in somebody in the draft. It'd just be Baker versus Sam. If Baker has a ton of success and you want to give him a new contract, that possibly complicates matters financially. While the Carolina Panthers might have the most cap space this season, at, the, at this point in time, $30 million, they're not going to be able to use all of it. And some of it is also, you know, well, let's, let me say this. Let me take a step back. While they might have the most cap space right now, next season, all the restructure deals that they did, McCaffrey again, Shaq Thompson, Taylor Moten, all that money is going to be due next year. They eventually are going to have to deal with that. Right, the Saints keep kicking it down the road. Scott Fitter said he does not want to do that here in Carolina. He's want to kick the can down the road. He wants to handle it right then and there. But this season, they felt like to make the moves that they wanted to do this offseason, that they had to restructure and find some of that money. This could complicate things. If Baker Mayfield has six now, while it would be the case scenario, if he does come here, that he plays well and he can be your long-term fit, he's going to want a lot of money. And starting quarterbacks in the NFL are not cheap. You just saw what Derek Carr made. Whether whatever you feel about him, that's the going rate, folks. So we'll see how it plays out. So those are the pros and cons of a potential trade for Baker Mayfield. Maybe we'll do some pros and cons for Jimmy Garoppolo maybe sometime next week here as we continue to figure out what the hell the Carolina Panthers are going to do at that quarterback position and with the sixth pick at all. Now, one thing I do not want to see the Carolina Panthers do with the sixth pick is take a certain quarterback from Oxford, Mississippi. Like, what the hell? Saw this from Peter Schrager on Wednesday, and it just sent shivers down my spine. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. All right, folks, let me tell you about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, Something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes loss and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay absolutely nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKDOWN for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 five-star reviews. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or in seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. 
folks. I'm talking about your smartphone. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? No, we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Folks, I cannot tell you how desperately I need the next two weeks to go by. I just, I got to get at least to that first Monday, that Monday of the week of the NFL draft. We need to get to this draft. I am running out of things to say to you. And honestly, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to be repetitive. I really am. I'm trying not to. But we are sitting here in like the third month of this constant draft talk. Let's just get to it already. We are two weeks away. It's going to happen. And this is why I get tired of it. Because we get situations like this with Peter Schrager on with Pat McAfee, who does a fantastic job. I think he was at, I don't know. I don't follow wrestling. Apparently, he killed it at WrestleMania. Does not surprise me at all. That dude is super entertaining and got the bag from DraftKings. Like, dude, good for Pat McAfee and what he's got going on. AJ Hawk is also his co-host there. Their show on DraftKings on Mad Dog Sports Radio. I check it out every once in a while. And I think they do a pretty good job on social media um, promoting the show and putting out some clips. And unfortunately, there were times well, there's clips like the one I saw on Wednesday from Peter Schrager from Fox Sports, and he's on Good Morning Football every weekday morning on the NFL Network. Don't know why I'm giving all these free promos, but still, he talked about that he thinks that Matt Corral of Ole Miss could be the number six overall pick to the Carolina Panthers, saying there's a lot of heat around Matt Corral right now. He could potentially be the sixth pick to Carolina, apparently they were wowed by Matt Corral. And as I've said, as we've had the conversation, if someone wows these Carolina Panthers and the brass, Matt Rule, Scott Bitter, of course, David Tepper, going to dip his toes in there again, make sure he's the one who's going to let everyone know, hey, I'm the boss, let's see what I want. I want a quarterback. That they would be interested in take one there at six. I would feel like that would be Malik Willis. I, I would imagine that would be the guy. But possibly it was Matt Corral who was the guy who – changed their board from, I would imagine, was Kenny Pickett as a top quarterback. Maybe it was not Malik Willis. Maybe it was Matt Corral a couple weeks ago when they went on their tour of Pittsburgh, Lynchburg, Virginia, and Oxford, Mississippi, checking out all these college quarterback prospects in the presumed top three that they would be the guy. And that could lead them to have Matt Corral, who was here on Monday night, then on Tuesday, meeting with the team, was at the stadium. I put it on his Instagram story, which I guess that's how we track a lot of these things nowadays. Thank you to social media for that. I, I've always liked Matt Corral. I love what he looked like this past season, working with Lane Kiffin, who is a great quarterback coach, was only beneficial to Matt Corral the last two seasons as a starter for Ole Miss. Now, he's probably someone who still needs a little bit of work to get done. I was listening um, to Marcus Spears on NFL Live, and he was talking about Matt Corral and just not being really sold on him and – We'll see how it all pans out. This guy coming out of high school, like unlike Pickett, was someone who had a ton of hype. Was originally supposed to go to play at Florida. They had a coaching change down there. He ends up going to Ole Miss. Has to share time with John Rice Plumley, who was an undersized quarterback who also played baseball. Now he plays baseball at UCF or something like that. And then once Lane Kiffin got there, he's like, I need a real quarterback. Get out of here, Shorty, with the whole with this, this short dude with all the gimmicky stuff. I'm not, we're not doing that. We're going to pitch the ball around the yard through a ton of picks that first year. 
But then last year, cut down the interceptions, was a warrior. If you watch that Tennessee game on that Saturday night in Neyland Stadium, the, the same Saturday night where they threw a golf ball and a mustard bottle at Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss team, just absolutely insane people up there in Knoxville. Love them. Love them. Don't come after me, Tennessee fans, but crazy people up there in Knoxville. Love their balls. But that was an insane night. But Matt Corral to go through that game and to gut it out and to run the ball as much as he did and take that kind of beating and to win that game on the road, show me a lot of what he's about. And in person, as a college football fan, as just a fan of football, I love that he played in the bowl game. It sucked that he went down and people were going to use that as a reason why not to play a bowl game, but it never crossed his mind that he wasn't going to play. Same thing with Sam Howell at Carolina. He was always going to play. Like, hey, I'm going to, like, these guys are the reason I'm in this position. He said this on the Rich Eisen show a couple weeks ago. They're the reason why I'm in, even in this position to be drafted in the NFL draft in the first round. So, of course, I'm going to play. And that's not the bang on picket. I just, you know, for me, I look at it. It's like, damn, dude, you're at Pitt, who has more Pro Football Hall of Famers than anybody in history. And you've got them to an ACC title, and now you're going to skip out in your bowl, like a big game. And I get it, bowl games are not as important as they used to be and all that, because there's so many so many of them. And that's part of the reason why people have devalued bowl games. But it just, I don't know, it's just a bummer not to see some of the top guys, especially when their school does something that they haven't done in years, go out there and not want to play. But I, I totally get it. Be healthy. But for Corral, I like the guy a lot. I just don't like him at six. If they want to trade back, and someone asked me this on Twitter because I just quoted it and said no at Julian Council, by the way. I said no. Someone's like, okay, what if they trade back and get in between 15 and 22? I'm like, sure. I'm totally fine with that. Just not at six. If they want to take a quarterback at six, let's take the quarterback with the traits. Like I say this when I look at NBA draft prospects, especially in the NBA. It does not matter at all what you did in college. It's all about how you project in the future. Take the athlete, develop the player. Kind of thinking about the same thing here quarterback-wise. Take the athlete. Tree trunks for thighs, great speed, rocket arm, develop the player. That's what I want to do at six. They're going to take a quarterback, and the guy who fits that mold, again, is Liberty's Malik Willis. So I don't think this is BS from Schrager. Same guy who said the Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper, and the team would be aggressive in trying to get a quarterback this offseason, which is very true what they did with Deshaun Watson. I had someone ask me, like, oh, well, like, does anyone truly believe this? It's like, well, Schrager doesn't put out BS. And this is not to sit out here and trash the dude who brought that up to me on Twitter. Just come on. Peter Schrager is not one of those people out there who's just going to put out something that's not true. He has good sources, and that is something that absolutely possibly could be true. I mean, I don't doubt there's any. Mo- I don't doubt that there's heat there. There's momentum there for Corral at six here in Carolina. I just hope that's not what they actually want to do. Okay, so that's going to wrap it up here for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, hosted by yours as always, Julian Council. Be sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. We are close to 950 subscribers. That's not our goal. Our goal is to get to a thousand by next week, and of course, by a thousand by the beginning of the nfl draft so we have 14 days to do that so come on tell your friends tell your family tell everyone you know is a panthers fan and that wants to check out the show and if you like what i do let them know about it so they can come support the show and thank you to everyone so far who has supported the show on youtube and thank you to everyone who listens to the show on your favorite podcast platform whether that be apple podcast spotify google podcast odyssey stitcher we're on every single one of them Podbean, i think is one of those two it doesn't matter if it's a podcast platform we are on it follow me on twitter at julian council every friday like tomorrow, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. So at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave a comment on today's show or Wednesdays or Tuesdays or Monday's show from this week. And I'll answer your questions on 
tomorrow's show for the weekly Friday mailbag. Quick programming note coming up next week, Hayden Winks of Underdog Fantasy did a great breakdown with Josh Norris on Tuesday on their YouTube channel about Kenny Pickett versus Malik Willis. Going to get his thoughts next week as he's going to come on the show and talk about the Panthers, what they could potentially do there at six and some of the draft prospects. I told y'all I want to get some more people at least next week for sure and leading up to the draft to get on here. Probably going to get Joe Person on. So stay tuned. Going to try and line up a couple of interviews here the next two weeks on the show that you should enjoy and get some perspective from some folks who might know it a little bit better than I do. Well, they certainly probably know a little bit better than I do when it comes to the NFL draft the Carolina Panthers might want to do there with the sixth overall pick and later on in those later rounds here. So, again, it's going to wrap it up for the show. Stay safe, be happy, keep pounding, and I will talk to you all on Friday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.